This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. And sing! Standing by. Complete. of the internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 48 and 49. Gorilla of the Vampire Swamp, Kyuketsu Numa no Hiru Gorilla. Children are disappearing in the woods after having their blood drained by Shocker's latest kaijin, Lichorilla. A father goes into the woods to find his son only to fall prey to the evil organization. But not even Hayato is immune to the monster's attacks and Dr. Shinigami's mind-altering drugs. Will Kamen Rider become Shocker's slave once more? Nathan, it's Attack of the Giant Leeches. <laughs> you know, when I saw the preview for the next episode, after the previous one that we had covered, my first reaction was, oh, good Lord, that thing looks terrifying. Then I watched the episode and I suddenly felt like, you know, the more I look at it, the less scary it becomes. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty scary if you're scared of like worms and and leeches and things like that. It can be pretty scary. I mean, leeches in general are just terrifying. Right? Yeah, I just want to put yeah. that out there. Yeah, or at least, very least, highly, highly unpleasant. Highly, yeah. highly unpleasant. Although I have to admit, is it just me, or are the kids? in uh, the common Kennys that we have at the beginning of this episode, are they a little too casual about leeches latching onto them and sucking their blood? Are people normally this casual about leeches? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on if you grew up in an area where there are leeches, you know, cause like, eh. I mean, I'm guessing they aren't as common in Indiana. I live in the deep South uh, of the United States. So I'm pretty casual when it comes to alligators. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a gator. Oh no, a gator. Oh yeah. You're not used to this. Are you? No. Right. Oh, give me a second. Hey, Rufus, how's it going? Oh, let me hold your mouth shut there for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Everything's going to be fine now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, I'm pretty, like, if if I see, if I saw a gator, I mean, I have seen gators, but, uh, like, when I see one, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's just like, it's, it's like, oh, I saw a fox, or, oh, I saw a deer, it's like, it's nothing, because <laughs> I, I see them all the time. <laughs> it's an event for people like me. <laughs> yeah, so, it's all about where you're from and what you're used to. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. So I uh, apparently these swamp kids are just like, oh, no, leeches, mild inconvenience. <laughs> that is until until there's a giant one there. 
Yeah, when and then we continue one of the show's other favorite themes of late child exploitation. <laughs> yeah, child endangerment, child capture, yeah. Uh so the plan here that Shocker has capture people, drain their blood using this leech gorilla and then replace their blood with a uh, gorilla, not gorilla. Yeah, gorilla. <laughs> but then then replace their blood with a chemical that leaves them mindless slaves. You know, and apparently all you have to do is put one little drop in and it replaces their blood. I don't think you passed biology class. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, okay, he drained like I think Dr. Shinigami even said he drained half his blood, so we're going to replace it with this chemical. And it's like he drops a few drops in the guy's mouth, and I'm like, a the mouth is not the way to replace blood into the body, and b that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, I think they threw biology class into the memory hole with everything else, like Taki's wife and. <laughs> Although <laughs> Taki's wife is sitting in that pocket dimension and a biology textbook from, you know, from a sixth grade just flops right in there. It's like, well, I've got nothing else to read. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I have to say this leech, we, we talked about how creepy he was. He also has some really creepy lines because for me, anything involving blood or anything like that is so creepy. And he has this line and it almost made my favorite line, my Kamenacha award this week, but it, it, it didn't because I have another line, but it was, I'm going to have my fill of their healthy young blood. <laughs> and it's like, did you have to, did you have to qualify <laughs> it like that with the, with the healthy young blood? Cause that, then it just feels creepy and more <laughs> icky <laughs> as opposed to the blood of virgins and puppies yeah yeah i know oh, yeah <laughs> we're back we're back that goes way back but blood of virgins and puppies <laughs> yeah at least this monster only feeds on the blood of children well no no because he also does no it goes after women too i wrote it down sucking blood from women and children you fiend (laughs) (laughs) well he also attacks hayato let's not forget that of course because he's common writer and that's what he's supposed to do yeah yeah so uh so it's it's he he goes after everyone i like that the the monster this leecherilla when he was confronted with taki and hayato when they finally get there and they they go to fight the monster he actually has this idea of uh, separate the two because the two of them together are too powerful so he's trying to divide and conquer taki and hayato i thought that was like oh you know it's always good to see a villain that's using his brain a little bit Mm -hmm. that's for sure (laughs) But we haven't gotten it. We've only kind of hinted at it. But this episode, in a weird way, is kind of tapping into some, I guess you could say, old school vampire lore. Because we basically have vampires and ghouls. Because that's what the the victims are. They they get the mind-altering. Back to mind control, by the way. Good lord. We we had a nice breather. (laughs) But, but... 
they get turned into like mindless drones, but or, or they're actually well, they get like brought back to monkeys or like turned into almost like okay that was that i had several candidates for wth that was one of them because they said oh we're going to make them as dumb as ape men like okay that's meant to be a metaphor no it's meant to be literal because apparently this is yeah apparently this is like you know like the I try. I can't remember what it was called, but you remember that episode of Cowboy Bebop with the the anime with the eco terrorists uh-huh. that yes. had the 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 virus that turned people that basically degenerated people into monkeys. Right. That's what this is because we literally there's a scene and I'm like, what? Where we have the it's a mother and a son and she's literally nitpicking. Like you've heard the yeah. term nitpicking. It comes from. In case you didn't know this, uh, heroes of the internet, that comes from when apes would literally groom each other. They would grab bugs, insects, you know, nits, and then they would take them and eat them or just get rid of them or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and that's we, what the mother was doing. Yeah, doing the social grooming thing that the the, the apes and monkey, you know, apes of all different kinds, uh, well, monkeys and primates yeah. of all different kinds do. But uh, okay, so you went to Cowboy Bebop. I went to the super mario brothers movie <laughs> monkey <laughs> <laughs> just just uh what's his name um what, what, uh, Koopa. Bow- yeah Koopa. dennis hopper yeah dennis hopper like monkey <laughs> <laughs> monkey uh, <laughs> oh, i was like it was fine it was fine until you went that far show okay it was already a little silly to begin with you crossed a bit of a line there (laughs) but that is still not the wth of the week (laughs) no oh no there there are more there are more um Uh, i tell you what's a wth uh when when taki gets attacked by the leech monster and gets his blood drained and they take him to the hospital to get fixed up and tachibana being the great person and friend that he is he offers to have some of his blood drawn so that uh they can replace the blood that was sucked out of taki that doctor uses a big freaking needle (laughs) kind of like a finster a couple of weeks ago (laughs) did you see the size of that needle my goodness (laughs) like i said he got it from finster just it's massive thing it looks like a bazooka gun like you have to hold it with two hands and like just my goodness it's like tachibana taki are you okay <laughs> well we have we need some extra blood so we brought in the kaiju syringe normally we use this on bar uh, on baragon but uh we need it for you today yep <laughs> don't worry we won't tell you what we won't tell you where we put this on baragon you don't want to know <laughs> oh man <laughs> but but before that before that oh man i wonder if taki remembers any of this <laughs> the unconscious backflip <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> because coffin writer he gets he gets hit with the stuff with the stuff with the poison and so common writer hayato is just grabs him and starts doing his normal flippy dippy stuff and he's he's holding taki's unconscious body no isn't that in that's in the next episode isn't it 
No. So that's the, when he, the next the episode is when he's protecting the kid who's half okay. a, uh, who's half unconscious. This oh, is actually okay. Taki. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't poison. It was just uh it was just he had his blood drained. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that's yeah, that's right. The two episodes are blending together because both monsters are very similar in design and Yeah, they both suck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh we have to talk about Dr. Shinigami has uh has uh, has some new powers that he introduces. Apparently, yeah. He he could teleport. Not only can he hypnotize and do like little mind tricks like we learned about, but he can also is it teleportation or invisibility? Because it's just a it's just a a, a jump cut in in the camera but i don't know if it's supposed to be him teleporting or if he was supposed to be invisible and just reappears i don't know i i am just as confused as you are but then again common writer invents a new superpower in this too yes yes he does because apparently he could get a big charge from the belt and electrify a lake to kill the kaijin of the week yes now That's i new. have a I have a feeling, and I, and I, I ha- we have to go back. We have watched way too many episodes for me to remember every single one, but I have a feeling that Hongo did that move in an early episode, and I can't be one hundred percent sure, but I have a feeling. It's just like it's just a feeling that I remember Hongo doing that move. So I think this is the first time we've seen ta- the uh, Hayato do it, but I think that's a, a an already established thing that that. Uh, the common writers can do because they have like electricity surging through their bodies because they're cyborgs. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, if it, if that's the case, it has been too long, but there's something more, much more pressing that we need to talk about. And that is the latest example of why shocker doesn't rule the world. What's that? Well, for you know, we had the one thing where uh, Doctor Shinigami says, "Wake him up, so I can uh, wake him up, and th- uh, so we can make him Hayato again, and then we'll kill him." They managed to drain Hayato's blood when he's not common Rider, put the mind-altering drug in him, and they now have him as their slave again. Okay, this is what they've been wanting to do with common Rider forever. He is their thrall once more. And it never occurs to them to tell him to transform. He just tries to pick a fight with Taki for 10 seconds and then Taki fixes it. I know. I know. I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. It's going to be Hayato versus Taki. I was like, that's that's so crazy. I'm, I'm like, I'm so excited for this fight. And it just like, oh, it, it, it lasted like two seconds. OK. Yeah. And then, and they never think, they never, it never occurs to them. Never. It never occurs to them. It's like, to, to just say, hey, Ayato, Henshin, now. Never happens. Yeah. This is called a missed opportunity. This is why you don't rule the world, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> so one last thing before we move on to the next, uh, the next episode that we're covering this week. We, we love it when, Common writer invents new moves 
You know, we got the writer punch and writer kick and writer throw. We had a new one in this one, although he didn't shout it out, but it was a writer headbutt. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did a headbutt. I was a little surprised. I was like, what? Oh, headbutt. He, okay, we do really that now. Why don't they do that more often? Like, you've got the big helmet on, like, smash, it, smash the person's face. <laughs> yeah i i used to think headbutts were really stupid but i actually found out that they actually make in a real fight they actually make some sort of tactical sense because apparently your forehead is a remarkably hard portion of your skeleton and is relatively thick so it makes sense to bash bash it again to somebody else it makes some sort of weird sense Oh, uh, my, we one do, last we note do not that endorse I wanna... bashing your head against anyone else's head. Uh, please, do not, <laughs> we we are not doctors. We are not giving you advice. So, dude, we, we just I'm just covering us legally here. I don't want to have I don't want to have any legal reper- repercussions from this. Uh, I'll talk to the lawyer on the film vault. He'll have us covered. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke for all of you who listen to the Monster Island Film Vault, one of my other podcasts. I, I do want to point out that t- I'm surprised it took him this long, but Shocker is now branding the goons. Now we know that they are truly Shocker goons. Did you notice that? Yeah, they actually have the Shocker logo. Well, back in back the in the Shocker logo on their foreheads. There's a transition for you. Speaking of foreheads. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but back in the day, it used to be where their masks would have a logo of whatever Kaijin of the week. Oh, the Kaijin. Had. Yeah, because the Kaijin used to have their own branding, but now they don't. Right. Now they go through them so quickly, they can't brand them every single time. It's like, okay, I have to scrape this one off uh, this week and replace it with something else but uh but yeah so so they just put the now the shocker logo on all of them yeah also i i just want to i was reminded again this week white bow tie with the dracula cape weirdly dapper nice job dr shinigami and how fitting seeing as we have a blood-sucking monster this week oh yeah we uh, we have a vampire monster except it's a leech uh, yeah. Although I want to point out, uh, there are times where I'm like, wow, that pale makeup looks pretty good. And other times it doesn't because they film the actors from the right angle where you're like, oh, I see where the makeup ends. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was one shot of Taki when he was lying in the hospital where that happened. Yeah. And speaking of shots from the right angle, transition. The man-eating monster, Isokinchak! Isokui Kaichin Isokinchaku! Shocker sends their Kaichin, an enemy to muscle into an African diamond mine owned by an old Japanese man. The tornadic monster eats a boy surrogate parrot and pursues the kid over a mysterious coin. Ayato intervenes as common Rider, but even he needs some unexpected help. You know, there's very few things that will surprise me when watching Common Rider because I've come to kind of expect a lot of things. Uh-huh. There's quite a few things in this episode that I was not expecting. <laughs> 
Yes, and I'm trying to decide how we want to go about talking about that, considering how many there were. Well, uh, first off, Africa. African blood diamonds. (laughs) Yes, African blood diamonds. The most Japanese-looking Africa you've ever seen. (laughs) It's so so crazy that it's like, why are we in Africa? (laughs) Because there are no diamond mines in Japan? It also begs the question, why isn't Shocker sending their, I don't know, their African division, their African branch to deal with this? No talk about the African branch. Look, okay, so they they don't really say exactly where in Africa this takes place, or like the beginning of this episode takes place. It's just somewhere in the southern part of Africa. Uh, And all I'm thinking is, Wakanda, Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If this was in Wakanda... First off, how the uh, first off, that's impressive. A shocker got into Wakanda. Second, Common Rider wouldn't have needed to show up because T'Challa would have had this problem licked inside of two minutes. The power of the Black Panther shall be stripped from him. <laughs> also, uh, Black Panther, Black Panther, Common Rider team up. Ooh, baby, someone make that fan fiction happen, even though it make doesn't make one lick of sense. My brain would explode. Like, I... <laughs> so, my two favorite characters from comic books are Spider-Man and Black Panther. And close third is Storm from the X-Men. But Black Panther and Spider-Man... Oh, like, sounds like tied. a Marvel versus Capcom team right there. Yeah. So, and then my favorite tokusatsu hero is Kamen Rider. I love him more than, you know, Super Sentai, more than Ultraman, all those. So you put Kamen Rider and Black Panther together and my, my brain would just, uh... <laughs> well, then the, the, uh, the all important question must be asked Hayato or Hongo. Oh, for, for my favorite, uh, it's Hongo. Okay, no, I mean for this team up. Oh, for this team up. Oh, ha- still Hongo. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be well. Hongo is the one that which... leaves Japan because Hayato oh, is the true. one who stays in Japan. Hongo is the one who is is actually in Africa. By the way, he's just conveniently there in Africa in the same place that this is happening. I was going to say, we need to transition. That was one of the things I was not prepared for. In fact, I even texted you, I didn't know Honka was in this episode. (laughs) Also, I was not prepared for Hongo to be dressed up in a cowboy outfit. (laughs) (laughs) I wear Stetsons now. Stetsons are cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a Stetson on, uh, like Cowboy Takeshi. <laughs> it's a bit of a glorified cameo. It doesn't have quite as much significance or weight as the two-parter that we had where he finally came back. He's just like, hi, I happen to be here. I'm the original star of the show. Thought I'd drop by. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they're preparing the audience for something that's coming later. Really? Mm. Really? Hmm. Transition. Maybe. And, <laughs> oh, <anyway. laughs> 
Uh, wait, 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 wait. Well, no, we aren't doing a third episode this week. No, no, no. <laughs> but but no. it's almost like they're transitioning. No. Although, uh, well, I was going to bring something up related to that, but I just dropped right down and looked at your awards like, nope, that has to be saved. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, now, another thing that uh, another thing that really surprised me about this episode is the monster. So the kaijin this week is is a sea anemone. All and right. they he's even in Africa. The, That's already weird. <laughs> yeah, he's in Africa. He's he's nowhere near the water part of Africa. Yeah, you um, would think that I don't know. You would have a lion, a rhinoceros, an elephant, even an, an elephant. ostrich. Can you can you imagine an ostrich? An kaijin? Ostrich kaijin that would be. Uh, it's uh it's uh, it's the limu emu's daddy <laughs> wow i only bring that up because like good lord i'm sick of seeing those commercials on everything hulu youtube it's just i can't get away from lee uh, from limu emu anymore <laughs> my favorite tweet i think in recent memory was simu liu who plays um shang chi in, Shang-Chi, uh, in, Shang-Chi, you know, yeah yeah, Shang-Chi, that he's like, yes, I'm also surprised I haven't been hired to be in a uh, Limu Emu uh, commercial. <laughs> Simu Liu and I- Limu Emu. Limu Emu. Oh, that would be great. But anyway, so yeah, but we have a sea anemone. So it's in Africa. That's already weird. You know what else is weird? It has tornado powers. Huh? Wind powers. You know, sea creature. Yeah, like tornado anemone. Tornado anemone sounds like a rejected Mega Man X boss to me. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do have to say, the wind effects and the tornado effects are pretty cool. It is. It's a little. I I still think that they made this thing using the dartboard that uh, that the asylum uses to make their ridiculous disaster movies. You know, like oh, one yeah. side's an animal, one side's a natural disaster. So they they just throw it out there. It's like shark, tornado. Okay, make that. Now the, these guys are like, okay, what can we use? Sea anemone. Okay, what kind of powers does it have? Tornadoes. Got it. Make that. <laughs> oh wait, where's the location? Africa. Oh, <laughs> I was drunk when I threw that dart, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Africa. <laughs> In the heart of darkness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. See, if they had stayed in Africa, we could have made so many Heart of uh, heart of Darkness and uh, and uh, uh, Apocalypse Now references. Apocalypse Now. <laughs> I love the smell of burning kaijin in the morning. Smells like victory. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the horror. oh my gosh but so but then this thing is i don't know if you remember terror toad from jew rangers slash power rangers yeah that was actually the first episode of power rangers i can remember seeing and i wasn't prepared for that because he literally gobbled up the rangers and that's what this thing does it, it yes it sucks people with a, t- with a tornado hence why the title of the episode is these kaijin suck uh, these monsters suck <laughs> and it eats people yes 
And so we introduce. So this kid gets orphaned basically again, by because Although, this thing just eats his surrogate parents. They they establish that these surrogate parents are not good people very early on, so that you're not so that you don't feel sorry when they get eaten and killed. <laughs> True, but it's still a little bit shocking where he's like, tornado, and then sucks them in. I'm like, oh, what the, what? <laughs> what? So, okay. When, this whole episode kid, is, on, is on the verge of becoming the WTH. <laughs> when the kid shows up back at his house and he's asking for his foster parents, uh, he's calling, Aunt, uh, auntie, uncle auntie and i all i could think of was was arnold in my head your foster parents are already dead (laughs) (laughs) your foster parents are already dead (laughs) and then there was and then we have his grandfather because that's the happy ending he meets his grandfather and we're to assume that the grandfather is going to take care of him his grandfather is one tough mother trucker I just want to point that out because Grandpa Dummy, as I don't know what what his real name is, but because he gets accosted by Shocker goons and an enemy and they throw him over a cliff and then it switches to a dummy. And that dummy hits all kinds of things falling down. And then yeah. Taki, I think it's Taki, finds the guy and it's the actor lying at the bottom of this uh, mountain. No. It's uh, Fujioka. It's it's uh, oh, it's fa- a Tongo. It was okay, still in Africa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he finds him, and then just picks him up. Is like, what are you doing? Sure, move him around. Yeah, that's great. His seventy-year-old bones that have been all been shattered and and put into all kinds of different places. Oh yeah, pick him up and move him around. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Apparently, his first day is not one of your superpowers. <laughs> So, so the plan, and we did kind of mention it uh, in the description of the episode, but the plan that Shocker has is they're trying to get this kid because this kid has a medallion that has a map to the diamond mine that his grandfather discovered in Africa. And they want to get that so that they can own the diamond mine and they want to control all of the diamonds of the world. You know, evil. Um, evil. <laughs> money yeah their their ambitions are they've gone from take over the world or destroy japan to eh, money (laughs) now now well they they started out with money because you remember they they tried to to rob the the gold uh, reserve so it's like yeah money's always been a thing with with shocker so this is not far outside their their reach um no but there was a scene in this episode that, that got me at first. And then when I actually stopped and thought about it, I actually rationalized it in my own head. So I actually talked myself out of it, but uh, Taki gets hit by a poison dart and it's a poison that's from Africa. And so they're like, Oh no, he's going to die. You know, cause he was, he was hit by this dart, but thankfully, and even, and uh, Hayato even says that thankfully Takeshi Hongo sent me the antidote. <laughs> It's like, huh, that's convenient. Oh, it wasn't one of your handy dandy FBI issue antidotes that fix everything that you don't give to anybody but, but Hayato. But I do. I did rationalize it a little bit. 
earlier on they did get a communication from Takeshi Hongo, a letter, a package from him, and the letter said that Shocker was coming after this boy. So he was able to get a message to them fast enough to let them know that in Hongo's been taking down shocker in africa so i'm like okay so i I guess he knows shockers after this boy it's the same agents he's been fighting here in africa so he knows that they're going to use this poison that he's probably already come across so he's going to go ahead and send him the antidote just in case so it's like okay i i know prized it for myself i was gonna say i I think the ghost of stan lee just said you get the no prize this week travis (laughs) i i get the no prize and you know what dr shinigami gets that he has been desperately needing this whole time he gets what's that he gets a throne <laughs> as opposed to the wheelchair, <laughs> as opposed to the wheelchair or a regular chair. He has a throne in the shocker base now. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, of course he does. Why not? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, so then the boy that the, the shocker is after uh, runs away and even Hayato and Taki, they don't know where the boy is. So everybody's trying to find where this boy is. And Shocker and Dr. Shinigami uses, let's say, unconventional means to figure out where the boy is. <laughs> we'll talk about that in our awards. <laughs> oh, boy. Keep this in mind. Keep oh that boy. in mind, listeners, because... Oh boy, we're going to talk about that. Um, But not only does Dr. Shinigami use unconventional means, but the writer girls are sitting back at at, uh, at Tachibana's uh, racing club and they're using... I what's I guess it's supposed to be tarot cards to kind of like oh, figure yeah. out, but they're regular playing cards. They're not tarot cards, but yet there's, <laughs> and so I'm like, is this a thing? Can you can you read people's fortunes with please, playing please. cards? <laughs> please, 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 listener. Uh, I almost said listeners of the internet, heroes of the internet. Please explain this to us, because I must know: Can a deck of regular playing cards be used to tell people's fortunes like tarot cards? And if you can, I want to know what all of that means. Please I, tell I me don't. what the difference is between a queen of hearts and a three of clubs. I must know. I, I, I don't <laughs> want to know. I don't want to know. Please address those to Nathan because I don't want to know. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I'm just weirdly curious. I'm never going to try it. I just want to know what that means. I don't, I just want to know what it means. Bizarre symbolism is weirdly fascinating to me. I just, I thought that was such a weird, but it's just like, it it came right after the scene that we're going to talk about. We shall not mention now, but we will mention later, but it came right after that yes. scene. I'm like, what is going on with this episode? This episode is yeah. just I wonder- nuts. <laughs> How much are you willing to bet that they got the script? And it said that the girls were the writer girls were using tarot cards and they're like, dang it. We don't have any. When do, and we don't have time to go buy any. Hey, hey, hey Akira, these- you got that those playing cards back there. Yeah. Bring them out here. 
Just we got these so extra large. We've got these extra large playing cards because they're not even like regular playing cards. They're like twice the size of normal playing cards. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, kind of like the ones that they use. They used on the Price Is Right for some of their games. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know what is going on. Maybe this is a Japanese thing that I just don't understand. But this is just getting really weird. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe it was a thing in vegas that was way before our time i don't know <laughs> just just like okay we have to figure out where the boy is uh okay this card tells me he let's play a- blackjack <laughs> this i'm just thinking like one of them sets down and says okay this card tells me he's in a he's in a high up location and then goro says hit me <laughs> <laughs> 21 he's old enough to drink wait what <laughs> so anyway is there a comic book villain named blackjack there must be a comic book villain oh, yeah. named blackjack blackjack um blackjack cassidy uh is it cassidy i think is, that's right uh, yeah he's uh he's um banshee's brother no that's black tom that's right yeah there that's you go so like, like hit me yeah hit me oh he's been kidnapped by blackjack because i got 21 yeah <laughs> anyway we got to get through this episode to get to our awards because we got to we got to just get to speed through to get to our awards oh so the get- awards man i uh i most of what i have left has to do with the awards or we've talked about it already so, i will bring up one more thing okay. i will bring up one more thing but it's at the end of the episode so if you have something else i'll end our discussion with this well, no, I was just going to say, so we, we do get, like we said, it was building up to Hongo coming back, making it back to Japan. He's there for all of like a minute and joins in the fight. Pretty cool fight. Enjoyed seeing, you know, two riders fighting side by side. Always fun. double rider kick. Can't yeah. go wrong there. But then immediately just leaves and leaves without saying goodbye. And it's like, okay, like he did that before. Remember? Yeah, He's like, I can't say goodbye because it would be too hard. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to brood because I'm Takeshi Hongo and that's what I do. I brood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So th- but that, I love how I the have. grandpa. Yeah, I love how I'll just end our discussion with this then. I love how predictably, almost so predictably, you know, uh, grandpa dummy <laughs> who sells the diamond mine to start an orphanage. Of course he would do that. <laughs> I have a feeling that this grandpa didn't actually, because we don't see him sell the diamond. We just have his word for it. And this is a guy who admits to not being in his own grandson's life and not being a good person up to this point. So it's like, I think he's just playing and he's not actually selling the diamond mine. Wow. You're the being the cynical one this week. I know. Hmm. I know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Dang, man. Maybe he did turn over a new leaf and he sold. Maybe, maybe the diamond mine that he sold is the one that the, the, the Elon Musk's family owns that they got all their money from. (laughs) Maybe, or maybe it was the, what they used as the subject for that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. It was like 15 years ago, blood diamond. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, time for the awards. First up, we have the Henshin Kick for the best stunt or fight scene. <sighs> Since we've already been dancing around it, Travis, I'll let you talk about yours first. Okay, so we in the fight, 
with Hongo and Hayato fighting against the the anemone, they do this like really great combo of rider throw, then they do rider wheel where they they like <laughs> summer not somersault but kind of like just use each other to form a barrel wheel. roll. Well, no, that's not even a barrel roll. They do a barrel roll, and then they uh, double do a barrel roll, and then they double rider kick. I'm so gonna was, meme that. <laughs> so it was just it was just this great like one two three punch of of just all these fantastic writer moves but with two right yeah except the writer the writer wheel is new right yeah <laughs> but but still uh, the writer wheel is new and i wasn't I, I was just like really what the that looks terribly impractical what are you doing it doesn't what is does it like charge you up or something this makes sense in a video game but okay <laughs> it just looked odd to me and i'm just that almost that was one of my potential candidates for the wth because i'm just like what is this move (laughs) right on wheel okay (laughs) mine was from the same episode is there and there is a point where kr2 is fighting shocker goons while trying to carry an unconscious child so he's yeah. got the kid who's like uh, almost paralyzed to the point where he can't even walk. And he's just constantly holding him behind him to shield him from the goons. And he's like fighting the goons with one hand. He takes their sword and with one hand and tries to fight them. And I was just like, this just looks kind of, this looks kind of funny, but it also is a pretty interesting uh, setup for a fight scene like this. So good mm-hmm. job there show for figuring out how to spice things up. Yeah, I like seeing Hayato uh, fighting single-handedly, literally single-handedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was pretty impressive. Anyway, talking Toku for the best special effects. What'd you have? So mine, we kind of already mentioned it, but the the anemone monster eating the aunt and uncle, like when they actually like get sucked inside the monster's head slash mouth slash tentacle thing. And so that's a really cool scene of them getting sucked into that. But then also uh, having uh, clothes and items spit back out, showing that they kind of dissolved inside. They were digested inside this monster. It was just kind of like it was creepy and and spooky and all the things that I like about Kamen Rider, why it sets itself apart from some of the other uh, Henshin hero shows. Oh, that was gross and freaky and bleh. Yeah. Ah. 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 As usual, apparently monsters can digest people, but not clothing. It's a little funny. (laughs) Or dentures. Uh, Or dentures. Yeah, there was a point where I thought the old man would actually grab the dentures. Like, oh, I need these. (laughs) Dr. Shinigami needs new teeth. (laughs) No, I thought the grandpa would do it, but Dr. Shinigami, yeah, he probably... Surprised he doesn't need him either. But speaking of Dr. Shinigami, there is a shot of Dr. Shinigami. I believe it was in the first episode we talked about today. And the shot is just incredibly well composed and it looks freaky with the lighting and everything. And the way it's it's a close-up of his face, it's got the crazy lighting. He's a little bit more backlit 
and the light that is on his face is a little bit washed out. But the freakiest part is that it the way they've arranged the lighting and the shot is that it completely blacks out his eyes, so you can't see his eyes. And it was, I'm like, that's a universal uh, horror movie shot right there <laughs> with the cape and everything. Yeah, they they do really great lighting effects with Dr. Shinigami, especially when he's like using his powers. We we had before in a previous episode where he has the candle and so it's just like zooms in his face with nothing but the candle. Look into my eyes. <laughs> so oh. like they do a really good job of just the the dramatic and and creepy lighting that they do on Dr. Shinigami. Oh, you mean the deadly disco lighting? The <laughs> deadly disco lighting. <laughs> night at the uh, night at the deadly disco <laughs> the newest album from panic at the disco <laughs> okay <laughs> and now for common action for the best line <laughs> admittedly neither of our choices are all that original and i can't help but wonder if maybe these were some slight liberties taken with the translators <laughs> but yeah. they're amusing nonetheless yeah, because mine is the cliche, and I was just kind of, I just thought it was funny because it is such a cliche thing for somebody to say, and I was just, I thought it was funny in this in this context when they go to the, the vampire swamp, the, the creepy swamp. The vampire swamp. swamp? Yeah, and one of, I think it's Taki that says, it's quiet, too quiet. <laughs> in their defense, perhaps that line wasn't quite as cliche at the time. This is the early 70s, after all. Maybe. Maybe. Mine also is from the same episode, and it's Leechorilla, or Hirugorilla, however you want to say it. He says, I'm going to suck your blood. And I wrote down, he's like, needs a Lugosi accent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay now we are getting to the the award and this is this is where we have to talk about as much as i'm not i, I the scene and it's and it's your you okay go ahead introduce it's us my award it. i know you have something else you have something else yes so, <laughs> but so let's get it out of the let's get it out of your system for wth what the henshin for craziest moment there was a point Neither of us were prepared for. It made my WTH award. You were so unprepared. You told me you actually fast forwarded through the scene. I was uncomfortable. It actually literally made me uncomfortable watching it. Uh, and I had to fast forward through it. So I actually didn't watch the full scene. Yeah, yeah it's... Remember earlier, Heroes of the Internet, when we were talking about... How Dr. Shinigami figures out the the uh, diamond is it the diamond mine or the kid's location? I the forget. kid's location. He's looking for the kid. The kid. He figures out the kid's location by unconventional means. By unconventional means, we mean apparently summoning Mephisto. He <laughs> is a, on what looks like a star of David with names of God written on it. I'm just like, what is? It's what it's you sent me that gif of of the the I can't remember his name now, but the old professor, professor from Song. Futurama where yeah, he says Professor Farnsworth. Yeah, where he says, Hail science. <laughs> Just okay, so so like I said, I fast forward to the scene. 
But that the before I fast forward, I saw enough of the scene to really it just made me think of that Futurama episode where they're trying to bring Calculon back to life. Yep. And they and and the professor yeah. is describing it in a way that is very scientific, like, oh, we have to replace his motherboard and we have to set up these routers all around in, in a certain position and we have to do this. And it's like, oh, you know, so it's all we have to wear protective coats because, you know, we don't want to get electrocuted. But what's visually happening is they sacrifice a robot goat to get the motherboard from it <laughs> they set up the they set up the um, the routers in like a star shape with a pentagram and and stuff and so it's like just and and hermes is like yelling this is the least scientific thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and that's what was going through my head when the scene started because dr shinigami is standing I, on and, and i i swear and, and looking at it and and seeing the symbols that's there and everything i think it's supposed to be like an alchemist type thing and like a like a summoning yeah. circle well, a summoning circle but more like yeah, a, like i said it look it looks like a star of david to me but i well, yeah, may have not gotten like, a good enough look at it it's not it's not a pentagram because it's not five points it's a six no. point star that's there in the center but then it has astrological signs drawn all around it and like you said there's names yes. and words written all around and there's candles all around yeah and, and it's got candles yeah and candles around it holding a skull of a cat and a skull of a dog. And that's as far as I got. And then I fast forwarded. <laughs> the whole scene was just bizarre. And I'm just like, Toei, how hard, how hard do you think you have to work to tell us that Shocker is evil? The Nazi uniforms weren't enough? The, the stealing the blood of puppies and virgins? That wasn't enough? Having the kaijin of the week dissolve people into beaded necklaces and eat people and all that. It's like, that was, it's like no, that's not enough. That is uh, having th the new villain dressed like Dracula. No, none of that's enough. None of that's enough. Nope, 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 nope. We, uh, we have to have Dr. Shinigami show Rita Bandora how to do it. Here you go. Summon the great Satan. I'm just... <laughs> It was. I just feel like they're try. I, I it felt so try hard. It, it was, felt so try hard. It, it, it really, it really did. And like I said, it made me uncomfortable watching it, and so I had to fast forward because just for me personally, that kind of stuff kind of was just too much for me. I had to fast forward through. It was too creepy, even for me. So yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I can understand, but I'm just like I like just like really guys. The, the thing the, I the like science about wasn't enough. The thing I like about Common Rider is when Common Rider kind of delves into more of the horror aspect of kind of you know of of Tokusatsu instead of just being you know fun you know bright colored superhero stuff like it, the fact that there's always that horror bend to Common Rider that I love and I, I do love that. But yeah, I, this this kind of pushed a little too far for me, especially for a kids show this is still technically a kids show i know and do we want to say like <laughs> oh yeah drawing a summoning circle and and holding skulls in a ritual for the children 
<laughs> like Kaiju Kim said, for the children. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. Like I said, it was just it was uh, too the differences much, in sensibilities. Me. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, the differences in sensibilities, and, it, and that's one of the things. Let's uh, I'll uh, let's park here for a second because I do want to bring something. I joked earlier about Bandora, the Sentai counterpart for Rita Repulsa. The in Zhu Ranger, Bandora is literally invoking the name of Satan. Now they made the the character she's talking to, they made it a completely different character in Power Rangers. And she's not doing that. They recontextualized it. But you'll also notice in things like Neon Genesis Evangelion, with uh, all the use of biblical names and uh, the names of angels from uh, mm-hmm. from Christian tradition and all of this sort of stuff crosses for when the avas explode and all that sort of stuff and people will analyze all those things and will go nuts and i was one of them i saw evangelion when i was in college and i racked my brain trying to figure out what it all meant well hate to break it to you doesn't necessarily mean anything to the japanese they just see stuff like that that's you know something foreign something western right like that yeah yeah, because Christianity it, is not a very common religion, and they're just like that looks cool. We can use it. Let's borrow it. We talked about that earlier with, with blackface. I think you know uh, regarding uh, a pa- in a past episode of Henshin Men, it doesn't have the cultural weight in Japan that it does for us. So people like us would view that scene and be like, "Oh, good lord, what are they doing?" Whereas the Japanese are like, "We know that this is bad, and it's horrific." And that's why we're using it, but right, you know, oh, it doesn't oh, yeah. have the weight. It's, it's the same. Yeah, it, it wasn't for it wasn't them doing blackface. It was for them doing uh, the swastika using using like night not swastika. That's what it yeah, was using Nazi. That's right. Sorry, sorry. The, I uh, I did an episode of the Film Vault uh, on the Lost World 1925, where we uh, my guest, the Omni viewer, and I had a little bit of a talk about blackface so yeah, sorry yeah it's fresh well no i mean I, I, but you're right it also applies to that it, it, we haven't seen it in this show yet but if you are a fan of tokusatsu and and japanese filmmaking and stuff you know you know that in a lot of the godzilla films a lot of the gamma films whenever they go to a specific island or something like that they will darken the color of the skin of, yeah. of just normal they japanese basically people. they basically give the actor they they basically give the actors a spray tan Right. Yeah. And, and, and wigs and stuff. And, and some of it's really, really bad, but, but it is, it is like we had said when we were talking about how they use the Nazis and Nazi iconography in this show that they recognize it as evil. So that's why they use it for the bad guys, but they don't have that kind of like, they don't have the, the cultural weight that's behind it. Like you were saying, and like we had talked mm-hmm. about before, and it's the same, it's very similar with religious iconography that that's more western you know like like the different christian denominations and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have the cultural weight for a lot of japanese people because most japanese people are not a part of a christian denomination or they weren't raised around seeing that and so Mm -hmm. for them it's just a foreign thing and it's not like um american movie studios and tv shows are not guilty of doing the same thing with foreign religious iconography and oh, foreign yeah. things i mean shoot the, the the medicine men and and voodoo and all that kind of stuff and how that's used and and you know that's 
those are actual like religious things that people use as part of religious ceremonies, but yet we use them in horror movies and sometimes in crime mm-hmm. dramas and stuff like that. So, so yeah. it's not, almost, you know, fl- uh, almost flippantly, I might add. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's not that it's not that, um, uh, that this is just a, a, a Japanese thing because American studios and TV producers and stuff are just as guilty of it. It's just that, it's it's striking to us because these are not foreign things to us and so when they use them in this way it hits us in a different way than it does to a japanese audience from 1973 so i totally get it but it definitely was something that i think is it it pushed it a little too far for me and in that way i just had i had to fast forward through the episode because i couldn't i couldn't watch that scene and it just got a little and especially like we said for a kids show i just for my sensibilities it was a little too much yeah i can understand like i said i was really shocked by it and i just didn't know what to do i kept watching but i'm just like what am i watching it's like what, what, what? is going on hell science yeah. hell <laughs> science um and so moving now i now that we've had that cleanse let me just do my quick huh. what the henshin because i didn't pick that scene even though it was a very much a what the henshin moment it was just like i said i, I was just like i can't i know but there's a moment we talked about how uh Dr. Shinigami seems to have this ability to turn invisible or teleport or whatever, which, you know, other shocker goons have also had that ability. But he does this in this one scene when they have him cornered and he just looks at them with, you know, that, oh, that, that, that Amamoto does this great face acting and he just stares them down with this creepy look. And then he just slowly backs up the steps in this very creepy way. And then all of a sudden, boop, he just disappears. And I just was like, (laughs) that was so great. That, that is the right level of creepiness, but also campiness that I'm okay with. That just, that was just great. Yeah. Yeah. And after all of that, Travis, it's now time for minute to henshin it. This is the part of the show where you give our final thoughts in one minute or less. I think you went, did you go first last week, Travis? I don't remember. I really don't remember either. All right. Well, I guess I'll go first then. Okay. On my mark, get set, go. So we thought about titling this episode. These episodes suck, but I thought, no, that's a little too mean. That is a little too mean. Although we're kind of bordering on it by saying these monsters suck when really these aren't terrible monsters. They're weird monsters, but that's kind of par for the course for this era of Tokusatsu and for Common Rider. <laughs> and even though we did get a little bit of a rehashing with some mind control, but we we got Hongo back, which was really cool, and you know, but and then a lot of other big shocks along the way with these just bizarre creatures. I have to say, these bizarre kaijin and. Dr. Shinigami continues to be a pretty good villain, I have to say. I'm enjoying seeing him here. And, you know, Amamoto can never go wrong with Amamoto, I have to say. I actually did that in 55. I I was trying to stretch it a little bit, but uh, couldn't quite get it to 60. Oh, well. Are you ready, Travis? Yeah, I am ready. All right. On your mark, get set, go. 
Yeah, I so I didn't enjoy that one scene that we talked about. But overall, the episodes I kind of liked. I like, I especially like the first one with the leeches. It it brought me back to the Hongo era of you know. It, it reminded me a lot of the 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 Batman episode of that one. So it, it really just harkened back to those classic episodes that we love so much. They're they they were fun. They had some creepy elements. I love the mix of horror with with the campiness. That's great. But just that one scene was just a little too far. Other than that. I enjoyed them. Wow, forty seconds! Aren't you awesome? All right, I, I was pulling up. Um, did we did we read um, the uh, the review that we had on there in a previous one? The like nasty and pasty. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I was like, I can't remember if we read it or not. Okay. Yeah. And with that, we're going to say thank you for listening to The Henshin Men, a tokusatsu appreciation podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault, as well as the Power Trip podcast, which is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you leave us a review, we will read it out on the podcast. And until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? Dr. Shinigami is guilty of the unpardonable henshin. That turned out pretty well, I think. Yeah, I think it turned out pretty good.